Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, this is Mindy Smith, and you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. Today's topic is creating a peace-filled Christmas. I was digging out the old Christmas decorations this past week. My youngest daughter, Janessa, was trying to create some order out of my mess, but alas, she could not help. There they were, boxes upon boxes upon boxes of beautiful little glistening trinkets from the past, my past. And then I stumbled upon the old box of slides, Daddy spent a lot of time taking pictures of us at Christmas when we were little. My siblings and I stood close to the Christmas tree. Oh, I loved looking at those slides. It was a much simpler time. A time when a lone tree, dressed in a few big old bulbs and a strand or two of popcorn and cranberries, were the garnishings. I remember as we were older, we'd spend an hour or two on a Saturday morning creating paper chains made out of green and red paper. Are you old enough to remember those? How fun was that? We started making those like in fourth and fifth grade. I loved it. You can tell in the photos of us from these slides that we were happy with simplicity. We smiled and were thrilled that for 30 days we were able to have a tree in our house. The presents underneath those trees were memorable. At age four, I received a cheerful, tearful doll. I still remember going to that fabulous hardware store in Eden Prairie with my mom and dad and looking up at that shelf I could barely see up that high and thinking that's what I want, the cheerful, tearful. I remember asking mom and dad for it and just wishing every day I'd get it. My brother received a toy gun with a holster. Boy, did he ever think he was something. He was like Daniel Boone and Batman all in one. My sister received a bunch of art supplies. That's all she ever wanted to do was paint, paint, draw, draw. So life was good for us little kids. You know, there were no $250 Xbox games. There were no cell phones, no updated tablets or iPads. A snowstorm meant no school. That meant we played in the basement with dolls and trucks and our own imagination. Lincoln Logs were my brother's favorite. Legos came later, but he really loved those Lincoln Logs. And he also had a bunch of those little army guys that he played with. And my sister would bring out our one lone Barbie and we'd have to share. Now, if you remember back then, or even if you don't, here's what we had. Coffee was Folgers, period. TV were three channels, ABC, NBC, and CBS. We waited and we prayed when we were home. We hoped so desperately that we would see Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on TV. Grandma and Grandpa brought a big bag of peanuts in the shell when they came to visit. And both of them wore woolly sweaters that Grandma had made. One was like always a dark cranberry. Grandpa's was gray. She had knit them for them. And my grandparents had crazy glasses. Do you remember the glasses? Grandpa's were big and black rimmed. And my grandma had these lovely little petite gold ones that had wings at the top. 
Daddy would get a new wool shirt for Christmas, wrapped up in some paper with string underneath the tree, and my mother always got the same thing, some really nice leather purse. Good china was brought out at Christmas time. The few pieces that my mother owned, the table was set with simplicity, and for 30 days we were on our best behavior. When Dad would take us to that hardware store I told you about, we'd dream about those toys. We'd always hope that Mom and Dad would come through. We didn't have Santa at my house. They didn't believe in it. I sat down and I looked at the old boxes of ornaments. Now, even though my parents didn't believe in Santa, in fifth grade, Mrs. Carolyn Beery and Mrs. Nancy Wichter had us sit down and work on creating Mr. and Mrs. Santa out of egg cartons. I still have them. They're looking a little ragged and worn after all of these years. I found the little angels that we placed at each person's spot that I used at Christmas. I dug through the boxes. I found so many ornaments, ornaments from this and that my mother would pick up here and there for us. And all of the memories came flooding back when I looked at these photos. My dad had taken the old slides and made them prints, and it hit me, it really hit me hard. Simplicity. What about making this season simple? We just don't do it. You know, we've got everything in life, technology to make our lives so much easier, but really, I have to admit this to you, I don't know how your world is, but I am so much more busy than I've ever been because of the technology, it makes me crazy. So I decided this year, here's what I'm going to do. I feel really tired of decorating with like all of these things that I decided to go simple this year. I thought back about those slides and about how simple that tree was and my mother's settings, the surroundings. I mean, when I look at those photos, you know what I see? I see the old fireplace and mom had this huge old funny um, pot. It was black. It was a big old kettle. And she would make homemade popcorn balls and fill that kettle with these. They were wrapped in clear saran wrap, and then they were tied with a green or a red ribbon. And that was it. It was a tree and that on the, on the fireplace hearth. I mean, it was really simple. What would happen if we did that this year? If we didn't go overboard like society wants us to, but if we just really made it simple? Say it with me. Just keep it simple. So I headed over last week to the little church. Wow, the furnace was not going. It was 40 degrees in there. I had to bundle up, put a hat and mittens on, and I decided it was time to decorate. I brewed a big pot of coffee, put some good Christmas music on, and I began to bring out just a few simple things, just a little bit. I thought of the photos where Grandma and Grandpa were holding their gifts, and I saw a pair of homemade mittens. I still have them at my house, but they're, you know, made for like a 10-year-old. And then a rag rug that grandpa and grandma had made for me. Those were my gifts. How could I recreate the simplicity in my little 1900s church and make it feel inviting so that if you, you know, some 12-year-old, if you, some 30-year-old, some 60-year-old, a man, um, somebody who's a mechanic, somebody who's a chemist, a dentist, a grandma, whoever you were, if you came and walked into my church, you'd say, ah, this feels like home. That's what I was looking for. But I had to figure out what did home look like. So here's what I did. I began to put out simple things. I made it look really comforting. And when I got home, I told myself, okay, Kathy, 
it's time to rethink your decorating here at the house. Every year I make like 12 kinds of cookies and now my whole family's gluten-free. So they keep saying, we can't eat this, we can't eat that. So I'm not doing that this year. I'm going to make a couple kinds. I'm going to really simplify. Say it with me. Just keep it simple. I decided it wasn't going to be my year to run and race and crunch and spend time and spend money and get burned out. Now, Christmas began all of those years ago with a 15-year-old virgin named Mary engaged to a carpenter named Joseph. And the simplicity of the story is what really sets the thermometer of our souls. So let me take you back to Luke 1:29. It says, "Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end." Now, Isaiah predicted the coming of Jesus in Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. I love them. As a worship director, I pulled these out every year. You know them. I'm sure you've heard them a million times over. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. A journey to Bethlehem, a stable, a baby in a manger. It's pretty easy to grasp and understand. What's making me question myself is how did I get so far from that simplicity? How did I travel so far from 1965 when I look back and see that simple tree with those big bulbs? Hey, did you ever notice this? The Christmas lights today, do they drive you crazy? They last for a year and then they're all burned out. You've got to throw them away, but not the kind my dad had. Remember, they were green and then you had the bulbs that you screwed in that were bright yellow, bright green and bright red bright blue. Oh, I forgot about that. They looked so lovely on the tree. They lasted. I think my daddy still has his somewhere in the basement. I'm looking back now. I'm looking forward and I'm thinking right here in these moments of December, I'm going to grasp simplicity. Just keep it simple. Hey, care to join me? Today, we're ushering in the Christmas season, and joining me here in the studio all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, is the absolutely gorgeous singer-songwriter, Mindy Smith. Over the past couple of years, Mindy released two Christmas CDs and added into her repertoire a brand new song called The Snow and 3,000 Miles. Listeners, Mindy utilizes her incredible gift of writing lyrics and brings a fresh twist on classic Christmas themes by using her amazingly distinctive voice, to bring a sweet comfort that ignites the spirit with Christmas cheer. So welcome to the show, Mindy Smith. Thank you for having me. Mindy, growing up, did you have favorite Christmas music that you listen to each year? Yes, I most certainly did. Well, you can't you can't go wrong with, you know, little Bing Crosby started exactly, out. Exactly, yes. And then I'm a huge Amy Grant fan, so I me had too. Tennessee Christmas on around the clock. Okay. And... The other uh, very important um, Christmas album played year-round was 
uh, John Denver and the Muppets. Oh, I love That's very it. important. It's a very important record. Exactly. <laughs> That's fabulous. I love it. That's yeah. so great. So my favorite Christmas music, other than Amy and the Carpenters, I loved Karen Carpenter. Oh, gosh. Um, was definitely. I, uh, did you love them too? Oh, oh my goodness. I actually love them so much that, you know, I started kind of re, re uh, stocking um, vinyl records oh, and I yeah. wound up with three. Uh, just finding, not realizing that I'd already bought them, but three of the Carpenter's Christmas <laughs> records. Karen Carpenter, I mean, it's untouchable. She is. Uh, she is. And it's a really, so special. It's, a, it's a low, dreamy voice. I mean, when you really listen to her, those are some good low notes. It's nothing high and squeaky. So I love that. But yeah. when I bring that out, I also bring out my favorite Mindy Smith CDs. Now, you've got these two great Christmas CDs, the My Holiday and the Snowed In. And that second one was your kind of your indie one you did on your own, right? What was your That's in- correct. What was your inspiration behind, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to put out a couple of good Christmas CDs? I, you know, I mean, each time it was a little different. The The first one, the when I was signed with Vanguard, um, it was just something that we did for for fun and to see what would happen. I'd never, I kind of actually was opposed to ever doing Christmas music and uh, don't know why. I just had a weird, you know, I guess snobby idea, artist idea, which is ridiculous. Now I look back at it. But once I did it, you know, I was hooked on making Christmas music. One, because it's fun to try to write and rework a classic. And it's also fun to see how people, you know, react and respond to it and truthfully christmas i don't even know i mean it seems like christmas music especially especially with the records that i've put out for me from my perspective have been as as uh important as the uh standard records that i've put out Mm -hmm. so i mean with snowed in i just kind of sat it was like august and i was you know trying to write songs for you know other people um during the summer and i you know came up with a couple christmas uh, songs on my own for the Snowden record, and uh, we decided to make a record out of that um, with some um, public domain um, tunes uh, with my original producer, which is Steve Buckingham, which was nice because it was a nice little reunion there. My favorite song in the My Holiday CD is the incredible original tune, My Holiday, and of course I mentioned I Know the Reason, and I love the classic grooves you've got going on Silver Bells and I'll Be Home for Christmas. But on your Snowed In one, I love, love, love the Tomorrow is Christmas Day. And now, <laughs> listeners, we've got this incredibly fun, fabulous, very contemplative new one called The Snow and 3,000 Miles. So, Mindy, tell us a little bit about writing that. You know, um, how did you come up with that idea, you know, what were you thinking when you wrote it? It's very reflective. It's very endearing. You know, it grabs your heart. Well, I mean, truthfully, when, when I sit down, this that song I wrote with a fellow named Cliff Goldmacher. Um, uh, and he and I have been writing quite a bit over the last year, really have a sort of a, a great synchronicity when we're writing together. And he'll basically start out with a, you know, awesome you know, keys and things like that on the uh, recording. Pre, he'll pre-record some stuff like that. And then I just come in and we sit and write lyrics. I think for me, I, just the idea that, you know, there's, there are people, 
you hear every year the nightmares, travel nightmares, mm-hmm. of folks who have the best intentions to get home to, to where they want to be, and Mother Nature throws a curveball or the airlines cancel your flight. Right, <laughs> You exactly. know, little things out of your control, and I think that the, that, that is, speaks so true now. Uh, it, it tells a story of, of the current times uh, where people didn't get on trains and, you know, things like that. Don't get on trains anymore. They get on airplanes, and if the airplane isn't up in the air to go, and you're not getting where you're going. Exactly. So I think it's, it's sort of a valid, you know, story to, to be told. I loved it. I love it so much. And the listeners are going to have to check that out. Out of all of the Christmas songs that you've written, and you wrote a lot of originals. I mean, you mixed and you had a good mix of new and, you know, the classics, which makes for really yummy listening. What do you feel like was your favorite that you worked on, you know, including this new song with your other two CDs? I'm making um, you think today. Well, of course I'm going to say the most current one. Of course you are, because it's fabulous. Because <laughs> I try, I want people to go listen That's to it. That's right, and they uh, need to. I like them all. I mean, they're so all so different. I, you know, it'd be really hard for me to choose one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I enjoy singing certain certain songs. Um, Santa will find you is kind of a nice one to sing, and mm-hmm. um, I, I just in, in my holidays been a great great song for me um, as far as connecting with people mm-hmm. and the idea of tradition and what me you know personal tradition and how personal it is to each one of us and sure um, and what about a know, favorite I've, Christmas classic one that you've done what's your you know do you have one in particular that you love uh, I, yeah I, I really am proud of the 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 um, with Silent Night, uh, yeah. no, yeah, Silent Night. I was just going to say the that Silent I, Night. It was gorgeous. Yeah, Alison Krauss came and sang with me on yes. that one. And yes, I'm really proud of that arrangement. Um, I'm also really proud of the New Year's Eve song, which mm, mm-hmm. which is not what people. I, I was so surprised how many people had never even heard that. Song. Mm, Such yeah. a classic. Yeah, yeah. And then Old Lang Syne, I, I I really like seeing that one. It's a it's a guilty pleasure it to was singing an oh, Irish song like that. They're so great. Mindy, you are just incredible at this. Now, this is what I love about Mindy. Um, listeners, you need to check out this brand new song because it's so beautiful. The Snow in 3,000 Miles, and you can download it on iTunes. It's on Amazon. You can find her at mindysmithmusic.com. But what I want you to know about Mindy is that before there were so many people with unusual voices, Mindy's voice is so incredibly my word, yummy, because it's just different. It's just not that typical everyday voice. And you can really do some incredible things with it, Mindy. So people are going to want to check it out. Now, I love looking back over your career because you really got a great big boost with the fabulous Come to Jesus song. And um, you also did Jolene with Dolly Parton. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. Well, basically, I had been in Nashville for about four years four or five years trying to make it work, um, writing songs and having publishing deals and whatnot. <clears throat> but in the in that process, Steve Buckingham, who we mentioned earlier, um, got a hold of some of my songs and demos that, that I'd done and uh, gave me a ring out of the blue. I had never met him. He said, hey, you know, before you don't sign any deals. Don't sign any deals until you 
talk to me. I'm working on a Dolly Parton tribute album, and I was, you know, I want to see if you want to be part of it. And I was sort of floored. I'm like, absolutely, yeah, of course I want to be part of it. And then he sort of started to list off the names of the other participants, which were a lot of my heroes, like Shelby Lynn, Janai Twain, Alison Krauss, and, uh, Emmy Lou Harris. And I was like, how does it just finally something kind of shifted in my universe there? And uh, I was handed, you know, just a list of songs to choose from. I chose Jolene, and I couldn't play, play it on the guitar very well, but I worked out my own version, and that's the version that, you know, sort of became a launching pad, and Dolly Parton got on board, and she's been so, had been so instrumental in getting my, my name out there with me, and it was just the best uh, perfect storm, um, and full of blessings, and this is all. Yeah, I love I mean, it. What are the odds? A Long Island girl, right? Yes, exactly. All the way Parton. from New York. You bet. So, listeners, we're going to take a minute and we're going to listen to this fabulous brand new song called The Snow and 3,000 Miles. And we'll be back in just a few minutes to just finish up our interview with the incredible, talented Mindy Smith. Sorry, I can't get back. Your present this Christmas There's nothing I'd have wanted more Than to see you smile I'm stranded here at the gate With just two things between us The snow and three thousand miles You know I don't plan ahead My best friend been ready for the holidays for quite a while Now I'm sitting at the airport bar Where the only thing hard to swallow Is the snow and 3,000 miles It's coming down Covering the ground And every white Almost midnight before Christmas You ought to know that giving up is not my style And now it's just your front door You're standing here between us Not the snow We're 3,000 
each other's arms Nothing can come between us Not the snow We're three thousand miles Not even snow We're three thousand So listeners, we're back. What an incredible song. I love it. It's it's just an, a very, very moving touching. It makes you feel um, kind of all embraced. It's like a good warm sweater. So Mindy, tell us, how are you going to be celebrating uh, Christmas? What do you do? Do you have any family traditions? Oh, I think, I mean, typically um, my family traditions were always, you had to wait like an hour and a half to open our presents because they moseyed on purpose. Um, for me, I think it's just going to be spending time with friends. I'm not going to be able to actually get home to be with my family. Um, I'll just probably stay here in Nashville and just enjoy the, you know, little coffee and maybe do my little cinnamon roll and then have dinner and enjoy my friends here in Nashville, my Nashville homemade family that, that I've, you know, acquired. And uh, as far as traditions, it's just, uh, I guess I'll have to watch that movie. Miracle on 34th Street, yes. There you go. All right. I love that one. Well, Mindy, it has been so incredibly wonderful chatting with you today. So thanks for spending time with us. And listeners, we're going to send you right to MindySmithMusic.com. You can download her music there. You can um, figure out more about her. You're going to want to have her Christmas CDs right in your CD player, in your car, in your house. Uh, Check her out at Amazon or iTunes. Thanks so much, Mindy, for being with us. And Merry Christmas to you. Well, you too. Thank you so much. God bless you all. God bless you too. Here's Valerie McKay with Money Matters. Do you have a long list of gifts to purchase during the holidays? Christmas can be a financially stressful time, so I have a few tips that may help to combat the gift-giving blues. First, pare down your gift list. Many families will agree not to exchange gifts among the adults, or they may choose to draw names so that they don't have to buy for everyone. Or choose an event to spend time with each other instead of exchanging gifts. For example, go to a holiday parade or take a tour of the holiday lights. If you don't have money to buy gifts, consider offering the gift of time or talent. For instance, you may offer to babysit the kids, or you may take care of a pet when your loved one is on vacation. Be creative. You don't always have to spend money to give a wonderful gift. Second, for the gifts that you do have to purchase, make a list and check it twice. Budget the amount that you are going to spend. Having a plan before you shop will help avoid impulse purchases and overspending. Pay cash and avoid using credit cards that will put you in further debt. Third, before you buy something online, check the coupon sites to see if there are additional percentage off coupons or free shipping offers. Sites like coupon.com or Retail Me Not offer money-saving promotions to major online stores. Lastly, consider gift cards. This helps you stay within your budget and the recipient will be able to get exactly what they want and they could even take advantage of the after Christmas sales. Now remember the reason for the season. Our father gave us the most awesome gift of his son. That gift of true love for us is beyond measure. 
when I think about that, it puts things into perspective and I strive to not get wrapped up in the material commercial chaos. Instead, focus on time with family and friends. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a stress-free holiday season. Here's some steps to keeping it simple this year. First of all, set your table ahead of time. Secondly, decorate your tree early. Third, make yourself go to bed. Four, listen to Christmas music. Five, check out local TV listings. Six, mark your calendar for fun events, but don't overbook. Seven, bake an extra batch of cookies to share with others. Eight, purchase presents throughout the year and wrap them early. Nine, allow friends and family to help. And 10, make sure you take time to read the Christmas story. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, thank you for this time of year when we focus on your birth. In all of the racing and running to get things done, I pray that each one of us will make room for peace. I pray that we will have time for rest. I pray that we will create an atmosphere of simplicity. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, remember, we have a Christmas Eve candlelight service out at the Church in the Grove on December 24th at 11 p.m., nine miles south of Benson on Highway 29. Be sure to join us. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes and please give us a favorable review so that other people can listen to the show and enjoy it as well. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.